the first time we, we tried this, Scott, it flowed so well. We just continued to talk. It, it sounded and we did, good. Like I wasn't quite sure we if perfect. I was supposed to continue talking. We had a couple things where probably and I really we felt could have like, better. And you know, other I, podcasts if you want that to just to, screwed up at the beginning, little bit. I really felt like we could have had a show. We don't but talk no. at the same time. Now we have to you know, start over. I don't know what it sounds like for the people Figure out how to start again. The people in the room, you know, I'm trying to get everything set up. By God, man. It was the best fucking show we've ever recorded, and here we are, you son of a bitch. Oh, sorry. Uh... <laughs> Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. It's your boy, Scooter. And it's your boy, Will He. Get this or episode out on time. I, I... <laughs> Which is always true. Yes, it's something we have to work on, but we're getting better. And so we're gonna we're gonna start at the beginning. Willie, how have you been? You know, it's uh it's been a week. Fun fact for the listeners, we may or may not have to try this again. We'll see. But who knows? <laughs> so some of the stories are gonna sound like we know what we're talking about because we, we do. We have had some technical difficulties before recording this one, but what's new? So I this week, outside of Reddit, I've been going to the gym and th- this is That's not a story that I told or, this- or the place. Both. There's a guy named Jim there. He's okay. Pretty cute. He's pretty cute. <laughs> what can I say? No, actually, this this kind of makes sense. When you and I were going to the gym consistently four to six times a week, how long Four's did we do that? several hours a day. What do you mean? Like total time that we knew each other and we worked out? Or how, like, how long the, were we there? Not the time that we were in the gym because that ranged from 30 minutes to two hours. How long sure. yep, yep, did yep. we consistently make an effort to go to the gym days or, or years, months, like that time scale? Didn't we do it for a solid two years? I, I feel that's how long the membership went. And, you know, like we put it on pause in the in the summer and we just mm-hmm. did outside workouts. But in the wintertime or during fall, like we were in there for, I think, at least two solid years. Yes. So I'm in the middle of working out today. And that number came to mind, but here's why. So I'm, I'm doing like bicep curls though. The workout that it has me doing is switching between like triceps and biceps and I'm mixing them on the same day. If you're into weightlifting, you know, Oh geez, Willie, you should do one of those a day, not both in one day. But I'm like, how long have I actually been working out? Because I feel like I should be seeing progress by now. It's been consistent for two weeks, two solid weeks. And you want and what? You want washboard I, I, app? I was getting mad at myself because I was like, I should see be, I should be seeing more progress in this. This triple chin should be down to a double chin by now. <laughs> and then I realized that there's a dude who looks, who would make Captain America look like a small man. Oh, and boy. Like, that dude has to have been going here for years. If I ever walked up to him and said, dude, why do you look like that? And I can't look like that. He'd be like... I mean, how long have you been going to the gym, Willie? And I'd be like, it's only been two weeks. And you'd be like, cool. I've been doing it for two generations, and I'm 48 years old. That's that's more generations than I've lived. Just kidding. We're probably on the same generation. I, I don't know how math works. Second cousin, first cousin. At which point are you allowed to do them? So anyway, speaking of relatives that on some channels people have relations with, let's let's talk about moms. You you love your mom, right, Willie? Not in that way. Not in that way. Okay, I, I'll preface that. But yeah, she's she's great. She's uh she's always taking care of you, and you know maybe bought you presents during the holidays. Would you agree with that statement? That part is accurate. Yes. Okay. This week in our gaming. 
there was a meme posted called This Holiday Season. And it begins with a woman who appears to be at some sort of GameStop store saying, I want to buy the Xbox. And the nerdy clerk behind the desk goes, which one? The Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox Series S, or Xbox Series X? Leaving the woman looking utterly perplexed. My question to you, Willie, is does Microsoft know what the fuck it's doing with its marketing? No, I think their marketing department, someone there is doing heroin. Like, they've <laughs> skipped the softcore drugs, and they are just injecting heroin, saying, the Series X, the One X, the X, the, the Xbox Pro, Series X9. Yeah, and, and I can't disagree with any of that, because on the on the other side of the aisle, you have PlayStation, who is, you know, in elementary school, still counting up to five, but it still seems like it's going to be easier to identify that product on the shelf versus this woman, who's probably going to be like, okay, what about the PlayStation? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, the, you, want the, you want number five. I, I think... The the challenge that I have here is there are so many companies out there that just don't know what good naming looks like. And I, I know it sounds boring. I know it's I, I know it's a boring concept to say PlayStation. I'm looking at one, you then looking two. at you, Coke or Cola. <laughs> <laughs> but there's consistency in that naming. Now on on an infinite time scale. Yeah, PlayStation's going to have to mix it up, but I think it's slow enough right now that how often does a new PlayStation come out? Well, every six to eight years now. Is that what it is? And before oh, that, it was 10 years? Oh, hold on. Yeah, I mean, if you're if we're talking about number changes, like generational number changes, yeah, about yes, six, the, six years plus. But It's higher than that. The PlayStation 4 came out in November 15th of 2013. Okay, so seven years. Yep, I'm I'm good at math. Seven years. But the, the, do we count the the little ones like the Slims and the Pros and the the the, the colorful editions? Right? Yeah, with your with your your Gears of War and your Mario's and whatever they decals they throw on there. No, I think those are variations. I think you could call those in terms of like phone manufacturers. Those could be just the the color version of it. Okay. Same right. same hardware just just a different colorway. You got it. Yes. Colorway is the best way to put that. We no, knowing that PlayStation is consistent, I think makes it way easier for them to dominate in a market, honestly. Versus this, can I give you a statistic? I I think you probably already know this, but it's uh, you know I'm bad at math, but go ahead, throw it at me. For for listeners, here's here's how much Microsoft is either brilliant in marketing because they want to create that ambiguity and sell more consoles just in general, or is an idiot as a company. This week, when the pre-orders for the Xbox Series X and Series S went on sale, the Xbox One X jumped up 1,368 places on Amazon's marketplace. Jesus. So... Yeah, I read a little bit about this too. There was there was some I guess controversy because people were either being, you know, poor bastards and bought the wrong thing or potentially the bots that would go in and buy all of these pre-orders from eBay and Target and whatever, they may have not coded it correctly so that they ended up buying all these current generation consoles instead of the pre-orders that you and your mom are trying to get a hold of. 
Uh, that that would make sense. But uh, it, wouldn't that be just poetic justice too? All these places that get sold out because bots are buying them, and then they over oversell them or sell them for more money than they're actually worth. Manufacturer MSRP. I think uh, that brings up a really valid question. I have I have for you, Scott. Okay, go how for do, it. How do you feel about people that purchase large quantities of these items to be resold? And it could be I, it. Just look at it on a scale. This is something like a a gaming console, unless you're a professional player, which you're going to get your hands on it one way or another, or like a professional Twitch streamer. They're going to send it to you directly. Right. Nobody needs this. So this this is on like the furthest scale. This is first world problem. I need this thing. And then there's the other scale of people that are purchasing up things like antibacterial soap, hand sanitizer, toilet paper at the beginning of a pandemic. What are your thoughts on people mass purchasing items to then resell them for a profit? Back in the day when I was really into like going to live concerts, I would always be upset that no matter how early I got in line at the ticket office, box office, and no matter how early I got in line online, I, I would never seem to be able to get the best seats in the house. It would always seem like there's somebody out there just buying swaths of them. And it turns out there are software programs that will do this. And I absolutely hate it. I I couldn't agree with you more. I I think anybody who decides to purchase these things to then resell them, what are you getting out of it? Is Is the short answer. The sick satisfaction that you have created something that can be used for evil, maybe? Yeah, I there, there's people that let's make this go full circle. So Nvidia uh, a few weeks back came out with their new set of PUs for their computers. We talked about these. We talked about this on one of the last podcasts, and somebody was buying up as many 3080s as they could, and then reselling them to the point where they made enough profit to then turn around and purchase up as many Xboxes and Playstations as they could to now resell them. And they've spent zero money other than the one 3080 that they needed. And now they own an Xbox and a PlayStation. And all they had to do is spend like 700 bucks and they have all three. It's, I mean, it's a technically a free market, right? So it's, it's a great business idea for those who can capitalize on it. But for the rest of us schlubs out here just slaving every day at a, a, a nine to five or what equates to a nine to five these days at home we just suffer from it and and then come holiday season they're holding these things hostage and then people get desperate because they don't want to disappoint their kids and they will pay a premium for it it's it's kind of evil if you ask me just go see the movie jingle all the way not just because it stars arnold schwarzenegger and uh, was shot in minnesota but because it was shot in minnesota but mainly because the guy who's the not Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's the guy that ends up Sinbad? flirting, who no, the, who ends up flirting with his wife who lives next door? He's the, the Rock. He's oh, the Phil actor. Hartman. Yeah, he's the actor that passed away. Man, what a yeah. great actor! He was amazing, brilliant comedian. Hey, can we Rest talk? A, can I can I tell you a little story from Murdered by Words that is also about capitalism? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Great. So Murdered by Words will have posts where uh, a company or a person will go out and say something, and then another 
individual or company will respond, and it's usually to just throw shade at them. So the NRA this week tweeted and said, ammo sales surge 139%. That's a lot of freedom seeds. To which Patton Oswalt, who is, we should point out, is a fairly left-leaning actor. Yeah, he's he definitely leans that way in, in terms of the aisle, yes. which is okay. Right. He went and tweeted back and said, kind of wish so many freedom seeds weren't flying out of anger pipes into people's thinky coconuts and organ barrels and making their loved ones leak so much boohoo water out of their peep orbs. The, the brilliance of that man's mind is never, never ceases to amaze me. Can we just stick with Patton Oswald for a minute? One of the okay. things... I'm trying to do things a little bit differently. We, we've already recorded this and talked a little bit about this, so I'm going to throw Scott is... for a loop here. We want to try and take a stance. Maybe we didn't do such a good job early on in the podcast, but we do believe that this should be a place for you guys to get entertainment and joy. We are dealt the cards that are put in front of us by Reddit. So the people upvote these, and they put their likes and shares behind this content, and we're filtering through that to find the most interesting, fun stories to talk about from the week. And sometimes they're going to be political or contradictory in nature, sensitive maybe, but we're we're not going to shy away from them. But we do want to point out that it is important to recognize that it is okay to have differing opinions. And if you differ from us, you should email us at subforthatpodcast at gmail.com or tweet Scott, not me. I don't I'm, tweet at Scott. Yeah, I'll talk to you. I don't care. But Willie's absolutely correct. We want to hear from you. We don't care which way you go. It's uh, it's a open forum here on our show, and we like talking about anything and everything. And yes, we've we've spoken before about our biases, and so you kind of know where we are if you're still listening. But if you if you feel differently and you want to yell at us, I suppose that's that's one way to go about it, but we just rather have a conversation about anything and everything, and the people voted these stories, so we're just going to pick with what we think is cool and fun to talk about, and hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's probably going to get more and more political until we get, I don't know. As as the season ramps up towards November, yes, Yeah, but, but that's, uh, that's on the people, so power to them. On to Patton Oswald. This man played a small... Just walk on character in Parks and Rec. Do you remember this? Did you ever watch yes, that show? It was it was a fantastic uh, cameo appearance by him. Did you know? So there there's a cameo experience where Leslie Nope, it, played by Amy Poehler, is leading just like a community. Uh, what do they call those things? A forum? town hall meet, town hall forum, town hall. Yeah, and Patton Oswalt gets up and what did he? What was he reciting or what was he talking through? I think it. The, the scene you're talking about is his filibuster, his Star Wars filibuster scene. But he wanted, some, it was something about like keeping Pawnee historically the same so to not change that. I mean, that's basically the premise of the show. Any, the show. Anytime she wanted to be progressive and change Pawnee in a positive way, the people of the town would come out and just be ridiculous. Did you know, Scott, that Patton to Oswald ad-libbed that entire scene? Yes, because I like Parks and Rec. And I like Patton Oswalt. What a, so, yeah, what a I'm fantastic aware. moment for an actor. That, like, how, how does somebody do that? Well, he's trained for a really long time, I'm sure. And he has a, a, a brain that holds a depth of knowledge that is probably as deep as the Marianas Trench. Hope I we'll said never that right. understand it. Marinara Trench? 
The one you dip your cheese sticks into? Yeah, it's through Spaghetti Way. Oh, okay. And and he's just a brilliant comedian, a comedic actor. And sometimes, I will admit, sometimes he goes a little overboard, even for me, on the tweets. He, he ventures into kind of rage status. And I'm just like, okay, well, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I, I get your point. He's and incredibly outspoken. If you ever, if you've ever wanted to get in an argument with your screen, either via the peep, either what he says or who he says it to, you will definitely get yourself into some contradictory arguments. Speaking of getting angry at your screen, Willie, this week in our hey, movie, fuck you, man. Sorry. Oh no, I'm not your screen. I'm, 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 I'm a, pe- I'm a person. Hi. Hey, it's me. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I'm real. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Anyway, this week in our movies, there was a post that said, 10 years later, the social network has become a supervillain origin story. Willie, do you believe Mark Zuckerberg is the second or first supervillain of our time? Who would be the second or the first? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is is Lex Luthor, practically, uh, without... I guess, the need to be smart enough to kill an alien from outer space yet. Now, 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 now. I know this story is talking about Mark Zuckerberg, who's just a walking embodiment of what a robot would be. And that'll make more sense when I tell you my thoughts here in a second. But (laughs) Jeff Bezos could genuinely be Batman. You're right. We didn't. I don't think there's been any op-ed pieces on the murder of his parents by a criminal. But uh, not many people liked Bruce Wayne. Right. But. There's also an argument that Batman is the character and Bruce Wayne is the alter ego, whereas Jeff Bezos, as far as we know, is 100% pure asshole. But maybe that's the character he's playing, Scott. Maybe it could be. He's truly just Homelander, brought to you by Ooh. Amazon Prime. Ho oh. Second season of The Boys streaming now. But talking about Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, this this video that was made about him essentially creating this amazing social network tool that was supposed to bring everyone together and for him to become popular and make friends has now been turned into this tendril-like root structure that has gripped its... Somehow it has dug its claws into all of society and instead of it being a positive message, you, you're more likely to hear, like, I should really take some time away from Facebook or I should delete my Facebook account rather than its original purpose of making sure you can stay in connection with grandma several states away. I wonder, wh- when did that happen? Is it a generational thing for you and I that where we are, Facebook was, we were the first people to start it. I was late to the game, but yeah, I know what you mean. So I went to the U of M. University of Minnesota in 2005, the Facebook, the Facebook at the time is the name, came out when in 2003 or four. Sure, and, sure. And when I went to college was when they opened it up to anybody with an EDU email address could be accepted onto the platform. There was like prestige behind it. And now, yeah, it really does feel like a place for grandma and grandpa to be able to reach out to nieces and nephews and grandkids but for me and and for the nra to reach out to grandma and grandpa you got it it facebook is really just the fox news of social media sadly that seems like what you hear about and and of course you know buying buying a used bike 
I think the most interesting part about this, Scott, is that what Facebook really is, is a place for other people to speak to you. It's a place that all these people can yell at you their opinions, can talk within their little bubbles, but it isn't a place for you anymore. Okay. And should, it, it, should it be for me? It could be. Th- think about it this way. Tell me, tell me how it could be more for me. I'm just going to take a little tangent and then we'll bring it back here. So okay. Comcast, arguably one of the worst companies ever. Agreed. Sure. Re- yeah. Rebranded their internet service to Xfinity. And too many people in the world don't realize that they still have Comcast as a service. My parents included. They believe okay. they have Xfinity. And part okay. of that is yeah. through rebranding. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were they were getting a lot of negative press and people hated the word Comcast. So they figured, why not change it to Xfinity? And therefore, you can sidestep all of the what what was it? They were like they voted the number one worst customer service in the United States as a company. Yeah. And you don't hear that anymore, do you? No, but I pretty much blocked Xfinity and Comcast from all my filtered searches. That's fair. Yep. That's not political. They're just the worst. So bringing it back to Facebook, we need a place where Facebook needs to rebrand. I'm just going to give them some free some free innovation here. Is that fair? Sure. If they decide to use it, we'll just send them a bill. You got it. Yeah, it'll it'll be in in the billions. But a measly billion. They can totally they can totally handle that. Uh, it won't affect stock price at all. Why doesn't Facebook choose to rebrand themselves? A, a place for you, Scott. A place that you can call yours. Okay, I'm getting not a, a place vibe, for them, but, okay. but a place for me, where everybody knows my name. Okay, yeah, a space that I can call my own, and we're gonna call it MySpace by Facebook. My mind is literally blown right now. That is the most brilliant idea that Facebook has never had. But look for the invoice in the mail. <laughs> and let's go even one step further. Everybody, when you sign up for this platform, needs a friend. We'll call that friend Tom. You're you're just knocking them out of the park right now. Nailed it. Look at me. Nailed it. When now, you, you know go to the, the site, part? it should just play music. You know, the best part about that joke, Willie, is that it was so much funnier the first time we told it and recorded it. <laughs> the best part is I did that the first time and Scott had no idea that I was oh, setting them up for MySpace. You got me so good and I just wish that my fucking garage band was still recording at the time but anyway we digress we are into new we are into new territory this is all new now from here on out we've never talked about this stuff so you are getting it real and raw you're getting it real raw real raw so let's talk a little bit about space not my space but the thing above us or around us this everywhere in our space there's a a post from the independent a uk-based media company that said okay. multiple water bodies found under surface of Mars. It's a little clickbaity the title, but just for face value, when you hear those words, multiple water bodies found under surface of Mars, what do you think? Martian mermaids. Is that genuinely what you think, or are you just being an asshat? Oh hat? no, I, I'm yeah, definitely being an asshole. <laughs> From what I know, I would think like little microbes, something really small. Uh, you can only see it with a microscope not a telescope because that would just be a dumb thing to say scott so what if i change the title to what they're accurately referring to okay and then i want to know your opinions uh your thoughts on just the universe in general all right but multiple underground lakes have potentially been discovered on mars okay 
That's what was found. Not water bodies. When you say bodies in the title, oh. it just makes me think that there's life. No, they found multiple potential bodies of liquid, likely just based on, on the analysis, water under so they the found, surface. They found bodies of water. They didn't find the remains of like a drive-by on Mars from way back in the day. Yeah, when I first read that, just like at a glance this morning, I was like, holy shit, they found bodies? They found dead things? <laughs> holy shit. That is that, not accurate. Yeah, that might be one thing that would bring the world together or split it even further apart. Uh, but this sounds really cool. Uh, as, as somebody who is a big fan of science and space exploration, have been since I was a child, it's... It's just one step closer to us figuring out, has there ever been any other life on in the planet, in our solar system, answering those questions that we haven't even thought to ask. And I guess it gives Elon Musk one more reason to keep building those rockets and get there faster off of this dying rock. I mean, the best part is that he's there and his car's already waiting for him. Right. Right, and we've got all of the the $25,000 vehicles that he's going to promise to get us in 3 years. Have you have you thought about in your in your head every day? What Oh, you do have thoughts. I didn't think you did. <laughs> what what would be your reaction if that title actually said it was like a mega thread at the very top of Reddit that said life found on Mars? Well, I think I would just forget about the political process altogether and probably start, uh, I don't know, I, I honestly, maybe I would change careers. I would suddenly just want to spend the rest of my life studying that because that seems so much infinitely cooler than anything else I could ever do with my time, basically, until I am dead. I would want to try and expand that knowledge, make it so that people realize that, you know, we are older than 6,000 years old, and this or will 2,020 go... years old. Freaking idiots. Exactly. Yeah, just, just, it seems like that would be a worthy life pursuit. I just think it's such a fascinating uh, concept, and I'm super pumped for the potential. Now, if they do find life in these bodies of water, it's going to be years before that's possible, because you're not going to get one of their current rovers over to it to be able to dig in so they're gonna have to land something to then go find it but super fascinating and i'm curious to know what you listeners think does this bring fear to you i know like my mom the fact that there could be life outside of this planet terrifies her well i think statistically just if we look at the universe at some point in time there was probably life somewhere whether we're it right now or whether it exists at the same time, it's just we're too far away to ever get in contact with each other. The, the depth and breadth of space is, is bigger than we can use our small, tiny little ape brains to really wrap our head around. There's, there's video that will show you kind of like, all right, here's our planet. Here's our solar system. This is our sun. This is how many Earths big it is or heavy, how much it weighs. And then it'll show you our sun compared to the next closest star and then the next closest star. And we just get smaller and smaller till we we're like a grain of sand on a beach next to the ocean. And if you think about that grain of sand in what's what do you, what do you think is the biggest desert on the on the planet? The Sahara? Sahara probably. Yeah. 
Probably, right? Imagine our solar system or our galaxy. Let's yeah, let's go bigger. Our galaxy, which is the Milky Way galaxy, is one grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. That can give you just the beginning of an idea of how deep and vast space is because every other grain of sand is also a galaxy. Dude, I I oh, there it melts your brain. Th- this is a hard thing it, it, to kind of talk through, but if I could, I, if I can find the video, I will. But there is a kind of a mathematical proof that was done that said humans lack the capability to have a true understanding of large numbers. That is me to a T. And, and see how, it, it's see not how a knock. A letter there instead yeah. of a number. <laughs> it's not a knock against any one of you. It's just the idea that when you get into the billions and trillions, those numbers are unfathomable. Unfathomable? Unfathomable. Fathomable. They're they're too big. They're too big. You don't get with your small brain. Yeah, it's 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 hard to calculate. You know, simple math for some people, but for most people, it is hard to calculate calculus. And we thankfully have people like. Neil deGrasse Tyson and other mathematicians, rocket, literal rocket scientists, who are able to extrapolate this data Bill into Nye. something that, sure, sure, yeah, he's he's able to comprehend larger forces at work as well. But I'm thankful that these people exist so they can somehow explain it in, uh, explain like I'm five, if you will, to a simpleton like myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh, use a little bit smaller number now, Willie, going forward. With my next story, which is from our politics, fair warning, this may be triggering for some people. Now's the time to keep listening to the podcast and just get fucking over it. Just get over it, guys. They said Democrats are preparing a bill limiting the U.S. Supreme Court justice to 18-year terms. How do you feel about that, Willie? This is mm. the this is normally, like we said before, a lifetime appointment. A job that you get and you set it and forget it. But we could potentially say that people who are able to shape constitutional law, maybe I think they could do that, to the point where it affects the entire nation at a federal level. Instead of saying, hey, you just get this until you're dead, literally until you die, you have 18 years. Good luck. I let, Let's talk a little bit just the briefest of history lessons about the supreme court and why it exists so there's nothing right now in the constitution that says the supreme court needs to have nine seats but it does and currently congress has said that's opening up a can of worms if we choose to have more so let's not go down that path just yet because that's also been put on the table this week right all of this is because with ruth bader ginsburg root yeah with Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away, there's an open seat. So the the current Republican majority uh, Senate is saying, hey, let's let's quickly push through a nominee by the president into that position, which if you're going to nominate somebody to that position, you want them to ideally land on your side of the aisle. And I just want to say I appreciate them having solved every other major crisis that's affecting America right at this point in time so that they can just 
you know, do this as quickly as possible. Thank you so much, Senate Republicans, for taking time out of your day to just, you know, uh, I guess you were relaxing in hammocks, sitting around, having accomplished every other thing that's affecting Americans and uh, making it better for us, you know, making sure we have jobs, educational opportunities, fucking food on our plate. Thank you for just pushing this one right to the goddamn top. Yeah, because your words, not mine, this person should definitely speak on behalf of the American public, even though we're screaming at you to not do it. But you're gonna do, you're gonna do it anyways because you speak on behalf of me. So yeah. thank you. We really appreciate you. Wow, I peaked my audio. Sorry, what that? <laughs> I apologize for whatever that sounded like. I don't. In, in let me talk about the 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 term limit. So the the reason this is a topic right now is the woman that they want to put into that seat is what 45 years old around there she would be the youngest appointee to the supreme court which right now holds a lifelong term limit which means you're there until you die or until you say i'm done which nobody says i'm done everybody's everybody dies you take oh yeah that i suppose seat. you you could quit at any point in time right but they don't they do it until they die so that means how, how long does the average woman live right now if you're 45 Probably. Probably your 80s. Let's say 85. Okay. That means 40 years. <laughs> 40 years, she's going to be put into a position of power, potentially, or as John Oliver put it, likely, and we just need to accept that we are having shit thrown in our face. She vastly disagrees with certain things that should just be standard, but that's getting down that political side. I think that term limits for a for the Supreme Court is really really important when you realize that they're the ones that set precedent for everything beyond the they're the ones that set precedent in terms of like can a president be indicted can a can a senate do certain things right they're the ones that set that precedent they're the ones that say like a woman's body is a woman's body or Mm -hmm. this person is Mm -hmm. allowed to be murdered or this is because of the incredible power they hold in this country i think 18 years is appropriate when you realize that times do need to change i hope that at a, there, there comes a point in my life that i'm an old person and i look and say i'm happy that these young people are willing to continue to push beyond what i thought was appropriate to something that hopefully is better when it comes to a judge your your job is to make to pass your judgments based on the closest interpretation of the law that exists. And we would hope that it wasn't necessarily a thing where you leaned left or you leaned right, that you would just see the law for what it is and have no other outside influences. But as somebody who did not go to law school, I'm, I'm assuming that most laws have some sort of bias built into them because it came from a place created by a person who was on a certain side of the aisle. So to have, I guess, the judiciary stacked one side feels feels terrifying for a lot of people because they could, in theory, instantaneously bring up something that has been has been in law for, you know, decades and say, hey, we, we're going to review this. We're actually going to take another look at it and we might change our minds. And by we, I mean the people who are on this side of the aisle. What I want is for the judiciary to be as partisan 
bipartisan, bipartisan as possible, and and make their decisions for what would be the best for all people and not just for themselves. Mm -hmm. Because that person seems, the person that makes an, uh, a judgment based on their own thinking shouldn't be a judge. You don't deserve it. Your your spot is to is to make decisions based on the will of all people. It, the thing that I find most interesting, and uh, there's potentially people listening to this right now screaming at us saying, but that's what she's already said she's going to do, She, which she has in the last week. Uh, I can't remember her name, and I feel really bad because at the end of the day, she's still a human being. But it's Amy Co ACB, Amy Barrett, Amy Comey Barrett, okay. Kofifi Barrett. What she has said is, I, I would follow the law, and that's what I'm here to uphold. But th that's kind of speaking out of one side of your mouth when the other side is saying, but I would never do this thing, or I'm going to stand behind this, and this is not something I believe in. Those those such strong-willed opinions on something that should have some variability, should have some honest discussion, when you're able to just say, nope, this is black and white, and I will always go like lean this way those are the things that really are scary to me agreed agreed it's it's a terrifying time for women you know it's on one hand cool that they're replacing a female judge with another female judge but that female judge poten potentially believes that women shouldn't be in charge of their bodies and to to think that we could go backwards on on several rulings that have just made sense to me and to the majority of Americans is exactly what you said. It's terrifying. Yeah. And, and not to be, not to be ageist. I know whenever you say not to be something you kind of are not to be a cisgendered white male giving his opinion. However, however, <laughs> thanks Scott. Thanks for filling in the gaps on that one. <laughs> if, if I look and say, based on what I do for a living, could I consider myself the best or the brightest or the most no. qualified mm -mm. person in 10 years for this job to be like to be on a seat that nobody else can be above me in 10 years to be that most knowledgeable person i'd say bullshit yeah and i'm almost 35 okay and that means 10 more years for me to be her age to know everything there is to know about law if I were to have practiced it once I graduated with a master's and a law degree at the ripe old age of 25 at the at the earliest. So that means 20 years that I don't think that's enough to be put in the highest seat in the United States. Hmm. That, that I mean, that brings up a good point. You know, should should Supreme Court justices be, you know, should there be an age limit for them? You know, maybe somebody who's in their 60s. You get to be a Supreme Court justice because you've seen a lot of shit by that time. You know, you have to have been fully practicing law, making decisions, maybe been a lower court judge, if you will, for several, several periods of uh, prerequisites, time. if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you can't just get out of law school and look at the Supreme Court justice job opening and it's it's going to say, you know, like, hey, we want uh, we want somebody who's this who's just fresh out of law school. But you also have to have 45 years of judiciary experience. Right. You don't want somebody that's like, hey, guys, my name's Todd. I took some law school things online. I used to work for Pizza Hut. I had an OnlyFans on the side. It was just feet pics. But I'm ready to <laughs> apply myself to be on on this Supreme Court seat. The job's yours. Coors Light shotguns for all. 
Thank you all you lovely lurkers for listening this week. We really appreciate it. As we mentioned before in the podcast and at several other end of the podcasts, we want to hear from you. We value your input. We think your life has value. And we just want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. So if you have anything that you want to say, you can just boo us. You can send us a gif of the, the lady just going shame, shame, shame for you know how crappy you are. Crap you are. We value feedback and we want to get better and we want to make better shows for you. So if you want to send us an email, please do at subforthatpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to yell at us in real time, you can do so on our Twitter at subforthat. You can make fun of our stupid pictures at subforthat on Insta. You can also follow us both individually. Scott is at Scott Garola on Twitter. And I'm wildmn293. You can also find me over at Twitch every once in a while, potentially playing some Among Us at That's Wild Man. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's Explain Like I'm Five, Bone Apple Tea, Food Hacks, or RuPaul's Drag Race, there's a sub for that. <laughs> <laughs>